0: a mighty fancy automobile oh she's a real road king all right whatever that is performance and image that's what it's all about there's no such thing as a stupid question this is drive radio all of your automotive questions are just one phone call away 303-477-5600 Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560.
1: All right, we are back again. We are live worldwide vintage autos. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive with me as well, and we are at 4001. Forestry. Be here about another hour is all. So if you want to come by and say hi and just see what all's going on here, please do so. We can get you in contact with somebody, by the way, if you'd like to either buy a car that is here, which there's a vast array of. Uh, Ken and I will talk about that in a moment. Or if you're looking to sell a car that you may have, we can help you with that as well. Joe and Loveland is next. Let's talk to Joe. Joe, what's going on?
2: Well, too, too much and not enough. That's always the thought. Okay. I, yeah. Am I correct to understand, you guys, this is a car show, or is this... uh, Well, it's not necessarily
1: a show. This is what Worldwide Vintage Autos does daily. They take cars from individuals that are trying to sell them. They consign them, get them all detailed, freshened up, ready to go. They do all the marketing. They sell uh, and so they take your car, sell it. Of course, they take a commission for doing so, but they get your car marketed and sold, and they have probably, I don't know, Ken, how many is in the warehouse here, 150
2: cars or so probably? I would say so. Yeah, so yeah. about 150 cars here, Joe. Yeah. Oh. So, so de- depending on your mindset, it, it is a car show. You just might not yeah. be buying Yeah, you're that's right. a good way to look exactly. at it. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. if you go in the showroom here, these cars are what you would see at most, most actually better shows. than yeah. probably exactly. you're going to see at most. Yeah. car shows. These are sort of their premium cars. But yeah. as I said earlier, they typically will sell a car uh thirty to forty five days. You know, some of the more one off high end cars might take a little longer because they're trying to get a little better price out of it for their customer, of course. But the, the rat, you know, the regular, you know, kind of everyday vintage car, Joe, they're selling within thirty to forty five days.
3: Yeah. Okay, well
1: so these are even
2: they're all running automobiles that, yes. that yes. somebody brings well, this what I'm going to ask you about may it's probably out of your wheelhouse, but maybe you guys can give me some direction. Okay. Uh, in years past, when I had more energy and uh, and and I was far less realistic than I am these days, I'm in my 60s. I I was a Datsun Roadster nut. Okay. And I I I was, I was when I would see one, I'd stop and knock on the door and. Usually, I could buy them pretty cheap. Are you familiar with the 69 and 70 Roadsters? Yes. yes. You are? Okay. Okay. Very. Not many people are. At any rate, I, I own several of them. They're all in different states of, I don't know, repair, rehab, whatever the case may be. The majority of them are stored inside, and I've just come reality is hit, and I know I'm not going to be able to... To tear them apart. I wanted parts, cars. I had everything that uh, that I thought I would need. I've even got a couple of them that I bought from somebody who started the process, gotcha. bought every part necessary, and then never finished it up. Sold it all to me, and I've got parts to out the wazoo for that stuff. At any okay. rate, where does somebody go to to try to to try to market something like that? I'd love to find an enthusiast who just wants. All of it. I've got. I just make I've got well, deals. I've got a
1: couple of choices for you. I've actually got a. We, we, we had Craig Nelson on. He's actually one of my coaching clients, and he has started a business, and we're doing very well. In fact, we're just looking for more product to sell. Craig is a, a, an individual. It's called uh, Peak High Performance. He's up in Loveland, but, but uh, Joe. He's a guy that if you're looking to get rid of an array of things, so in your case, a collection. Now, he's not into what Worldwide is doing with selling the complete car. That's what Worldwide does. What Craig will do is if you've got a lot of parts and pieces and so on, he will either take all those from you or bits and pieces that you would like to get rid of. It depends on the person and what you're trying to do, but he can assist you in the sale or the, the, you know, I hate to use the term liquidation because it's not a liquidation. It's a recycling, getting those parts into somebody else's hands that can need, you know, they can use them and need them. Craig is in that world, so he can assist you with whatever you need to do to, to, you know, kind of eliminate those parts on your end and put them in somebody else's hands. That's what Craig does. He's got a relationship with several different vendors, machine shops, and so on, to where even if reconditioning on some parts is needed, he can help with that. He is not a restorer, so he's not going to take an, For everybody listening, he's not going to take an old car, restore it, and then help you sell it. But if you've got a lot of parts and pieces for cars, and maybe a complete car that worldwide will sell, but then you have all these leftover parts, worldwide will get rid of one car, and Craig will help you eliminate everything else. Does that make sense? It does. Did I hear you say Loveland? He's in Loveland, but he'll do this all up and down the whole front range. doesn't matter where you're at. Well, that's, that's perfect for me because so am I. <laughs> well, that's perfect. His number, really quick, for any of you out there listening, if you want to t- contact Craig, uh, you can always contact me and I can give you Craig's number. But his number is 970-308-5452. And just call him. Uh, he was on with me during Fix-It Radio uh Joe, if you need anything along those lines, just call Craig. Super nice guy. Actually, I'm not exaggerating. Right. One of the nicest guys you'll meet, and he'll just walk you through and help you with whatever you need done. Yeah. Okay. So
2: you mentioned two potential choices, but before you roll to the second, let me ask a few more questions. Sure. So Go right I ahead. I do have complete cars as well as a lot of parts that, because it, my it. was to float through sure. retirement just play with all sure. the dots and rope. But Sure um so and, that, and that's that, where as i
1: said earlier that's where worldwide if you've got complete cars ready to go maybe even really close to running but don't run they can still finish some of that up. they're not going to recondition but they can make one road worthy and sellable and there's going to be probably some cars even that may not even have to be you know running to sell you know it depends on the vehicle and they will help you with that as well that's that's end. so if it's a titled. Item that we're trying to get rid of. That's more the worldwide end. If it's parts and pieces, that's Craig. at peaks, you know, peak high performance. That's his end.
2: That was that was a good analogy, simply because uh, the title part of it. I, I would say that much, several of them ran when they were apart, but they're gonna. I mean, if anybody that's familiar with an old Datsun Roadster knows, sure. you're just not gonna. They've nope. got that. <laughs> S- nope,
3: go out there and fire them up. That's right.
2: <laughs> right. Okay, so ne- next question then, the, uh, uh, or answer I'm seeking is you said there were two places. Are those the two you were talking about? Yeah, and those are two
1: people that I am extremely familiar with, associated with, I guess you could say, uh, you know, Worldwide is one of our great sponsors, and I know all the owners and folks that are here. And then Craig has actually has turned into a good friend of mine. He's one of my clients. I'm helping him with his business and the model of and what he's doing and so on and just coaching him through his business, and that's how I know Craig. So very, very, uh, how should I say, very? I'm very intricate to both of those.
2: Okay. So people, others potentially listening to this program that might contact you and say, Hey, I want to know who that knucklehead in Loveland was. Uh, <laughs> how, how how would that work? Is it, it either you team? know call
1: Craig and and let Craig know who you are and that you found him through me, and then also send me your info as well, Joe. And between Craig and I, we can yeah we can assist you with that by all means. All right, awesome. And anybody listening that needs some of these pieces that Joe has, yeah, I will help coordinate all of you together fairly easily, Joe. But you know where Craig fits in is he tries to make it. Yeah, you know, really easy for you to where you're not really doing anything other than just taking the money at the end.
2: Okay. Well, preferably, if, you, if somebody wants one part, they they I, I'd like to say, okay, this is what it'll cost for everything, and you get that part free.
1: There you go. <laughs> Understand. Want, want it gone? Uh, yeah. And by that the way, Joe, you're you're and what Craig and I have found is you're not the only one out there like that. There's a lot of individuals to where. You know, we had some aspirations at one time of doing things, and then, of course, life, you know, gets all of us, and time goes by, and you get to a point where you're like, you know, I just want one car I can enjoy and drive and so on, and I'm done with all this other stuff, and yet you got all these parts and pieces and so on, and then time continues to go by, and pretty soon you're like, hey... I, you know, I'm in a different stage in my life. I've got to do something different. What do I do with all of this stuff? And the last thing either one, either he or I or Ken or anybody like us wants to see, is those parts go in a dumpster someplace or a scrapyard. Right. I mean, let's get those into somebody's hand that can use them.
3: Yeah. And, I mean,
2: and they are – they are pretty darn rare, for what I have. Yeah, well, and, right. and that you know,
1: and that's true with a lot of those older parts, Joe. It's not just you know the Datsun end of it. I mean, we can talk about old Fords, old Chevys, old Chrysler, old yeah. you know, you name it. You know. don't even have to be old. You yeah, name, yeah, thank 20 you. Twenty years old. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yes, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I mean, yes. seriously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean the manufacturers are working on vehicles really that are producing parts for cars that are about ten to fifteen years of age max, is all, Joe. So anything outside of that's kind of in the same category. Unless right. The
3: aftermarket picks up on it. That's right they're a high sell item the aftermarket will pick up if they're a, you if they're know, not they won't if they're not they're not going to waste right. their time and if you can't find 100%. one you can good can't luck find one. that's yep. right exactly
2: all right okay well then uh uh, I, I, I've got a couple of old 66 Broncos that I decided I'm not going to do anything with, and I'm going to sell those. So it sounds like a real good source. Yeah, Worldwide that. would help you with the Broncos especially. Yeah, yeah that's right. another
1: one they'd help you with. Those yeah, are, uh, And they definitely fun. would help you with those. those. Those are hot items. So, yeah, yeah, uh, don't do anything with those before talking to them. Right. I think right. I saw one back. Next. Yeah, they've got a couple yeah. here, I yeah. think,
2: yeah. actually. Uh, so, yes. Okay, next question has nothing whatsoever to do with the uh, first topic. 97 Chevy Tahoe. I just, I'm just, uh, with this whole situation. I took it on a, on a recent trip, and before I did, I did a bunch of stuff to it. The EGR valve on this vehicle is all, it's electronic. It's not vacuum control. The Vortex. Correct. 350. It, that, where the harness connected to the EGR valve had a crack, and there was a piece that had cracked off. It's the original EGR valve and I got the bright idea, well, that's cracked. It's been fine all of these years. It's got 250,000 miles on it. I get the bright idea that I'm going to replace it because the, the harness, uh, the female side of the, uh, the equation cracked and it's got a little chip, a piece of it missing. I put a brand new Delphi on it and it starts throwing EGR codes left and right. I exchanged that one for another, put it on, canceled all the codes, and it did the same darn thing. I threw my hands up, put the old one back on, and it and it will not throw a code with the old one on it. Why would that be? Something's not made to the
1: right tolerance on the new ones. Yeah, right. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Very okay. peculiar. It was a $220 EGR valve. And
3: yeah, right. That's... Yeah
2: with originally was a Delphi EGR. Yeah, yeah. So, and right. keep in mind it was
1: made, you know, yeah. some twenty plus years right. ago yeah. that is different than it is today.
3: Exactly.
2: Uh, yeah. It was yeah. frustrating to no end. I could not understand.
1: Actually twenty five years ago is when it was made. Yeah right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. the old one on it it runs fine. So lesson learned. There lesson you go. Learned.
3: Don't fix it if it's <laughs> not nah, broken. there you go. That's it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Joe, good conversation oh. by the way. Thank you.
2: I appreciate everything you got. You're very welcome.
1: Have a great rest of your day. And I hope that helped a lot of other people listening as well. Because, yeah, we we have resources for some of you looking to eliminate some things in your life, if you would, and still end, end up coming out on the cash positive side. When that's all said and done, well, so. it sounds
3: like he's got a collection going on, you know, with the dots and stuff. Especially. Maximize and then, that, yeah, right. And the, right. the Broncos, I mean, there's a big market for those. Yeah, and,
1: you'll end up with yeah. a lot, a lot of money ahead. So maximize yeah. that. All right, yeah. we'll be right back. Again, we're live at Worldwide Vintage Autos. This is myself, of course, John Rush, Ken Rackley, TuneTech Tech Automotive. We'll be right back. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty.
4: At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And NAPA parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 NAPA auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at NAPA, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the NAPA auto parts store nearest you, go to NAPAonline.com. NAPA. Get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, Southern Wyoming, and Western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff, Napa Auto Parts.
5: You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Leuenberger with American National Insurance now at 303 That's 303
4: It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to BG. findashop.com.
6: Spring means warmer weather, but it also means it's time to protect our pets from warm weather parasites, including fleas and ticks. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and being informed on what our pets need to stay healthy and happy this time of year, as well as all year long, is just one more reason why 20 years ago, our family chose Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center to take care of all of our pets' needs. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the medical staff keeps us up to date on the status of our pets' health during their regular checkups. They also make sure we know how to help our pets stay healthy and remain healthy all throughout the year. With the arrival of spring, we know it's time to protect our dog, Gracie, from the fleas and ticks just waiting outside to hitch a ride on our sweet girl and since we know that fleas and ticks can cause many problems for pets and for humans making sure our pets are protected with a safe effective flea and tick preventative is an important part of their care why not have lone tree veterinary medical center care for your special companion it's the place where our pets go Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center can be reached at 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. And you can also visit them online and read their latest blogs at LoneTreeVet.com.
0: Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Bridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. All right, we are
1: back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. We'll do a short little segment here and then do another break. I apologize, we got a little bit behind on the last call, but that was a really great call. So. Uh, Joe, thank you for that. That was very informative, not only for us to explain to you, but I think there's a lot of other folks out there listening that find themselves in similar situations, either with themselves or with a family member That is, you know, you're trying to, you know, quote, unquote, you know, I hate to use the word liquidate. Liquidate makes it sound like you're just going to throw the stuff away. But, you know, there's things that need to be recycled, maybe is a better way to say that, and repurpose, put into somebody else's hands. Sure. And, yes, we have the ability to help. Uh, some of you with that and again we're going to be here worldwide vintage autos until one o'clock and we hope to see you here so come by see everything that's behind us in the in the warehouse if you would and just check things out meet some of the folks that are here and again get a feel for if you're looking to get rid of something down the road this is the resource that we have for you just like we were talking a moment ago with joe if you've got a titled item it's probably the best way to say it uh really runnable or not i mean again it, preferable if it's runnable but if it's not it's still worth a phone call to determine what do we do to make things you know runnable and get things going and so on and they are not i want to make sure i'm clear on this they're not a restoration facility so if you're looking at hey i've got this chassis and this body and i need everything assembled no that's not what these guys do you've got to go to another place like a cars remembered when or somewhere like that to get all that done and get your wallet Ready. Yeah, right. Get your checkbook handled because that's not. For those of you listening, we never we haven't talked about this for a while. A. Full cost restoration today. If you do like a rotisserie restoration, which what they, what I mean by that is they take body off frame or even on a unibody car, they take the subframe and everything out. The car goes on a rotisserie where you can actually work on the body all the way around. All the interior gets stripped. The glass is out. The whole body is reconditioned. You put everything kind of new or reconditioned back underneath it. It's a full rotisserie. Uh, if that's something that you are looking at doing, depending upon the year making model of car, that's a minimum 150k yeah. endeavor. Do you I'm not out, exaggerating. Do you
3: go out and buy three brand-new cars, or do you get that one done Correct. The, the way you want it? Correct.
1: I mean, you yeah. look at some of these you know, rotisserie builds where you see one, and this is, again, we'll, I'll put a little plug in for worldwide vintage auto. There's a, a Yanko replica Camaro in front of us that I keep looking at, and that's a great example of a car that somebody – has probably invested well over a hundred thousand dollars, and if you look at the way this car is done, and I think that car on the website is around seventy k or so. Um, that's an example of where you can save some money, take you know take what somebody else lost, sure, and now yeah. it's your gain, and just and have fix, a nice car.
3: Put what you want to in it; it's ready to go now. Correct, or, you know. You're, Correct. Yeah. So
1: there's a great example. All right. Let's yeah. take David and Windsor before we go to our next break. David, welcome. Go
2: ahead. Yeah. Hi. How's it going? Good, sir. Um, so I got a 17 can- uh, Canyon with the V6, Okay. Uh-huh. and I-, I just now started to I took it a long trip to Alabama, I'm coming back, I got us in stop-and-go traffic on I-25 as usual, and uh, um, it was jumping between first and second, when you'd, you know, have to scoot up a few feet, you know, just to keep the traffic, it would go, and then kind of jump, the transmission okay. would. Have you heard of that, or is,
4: you, is there a fix for that, or and six speed it, in, in that? Is
1: it a six speed in that one? I assume.
3: I believe it's an eight. Okay, that if would it, be the early eights.
1: Yeah, thing, the early so. eight, and I, there's a reason why I asked because some yeah. of those were sixes, some of those were eights, the, some of the eights. Yes, they had some issues with them. In fact, that's one of the things that they've worked really hard on. The new version coming out just this year, uh, they've really worked hard to eliminate some of the problems the earlier 8-speeds had. And by the way, it wasn't just GM that had that had problem with the 8-speeds. Uh, Ford had some of the same issues that you're encountering. So, yes, that can be a problem and has been uh, a known problem
3: on those, yes. Yeah, I, and – that same transmission is in the Tahoe, I believe, and my in-laws does this. It sounds yep. like similar symptoms. Yep, yeah, that,
1: that is a common problem, David.
3: Yep. Has it hurt anything, or is there a fix for it?
1: Uh, there's not really. Well, depends on who you ask as to whether there's a fix. Yes, there is a fix. I, I guess ultimately, yes, there is a fix. Most of the fixes that you're going to find, though, means that the uh, transmission comes completely apart. They do some upgrades to some parts that are inside, including some valve body work and so on. It's not a small endeavor to do so. But, yes, there are guys out there that will go through and fix that transmission. It's not cheap. So my recommendation is if it's something that you can live with, it's not hurting anything, the structural integrity of the transmission is still there and everything works fine, I would live with it because the fix is not cheap.
3: Right. And I think there's yeah, a well, like I said it, Yes. It just happens once in a while. It's, it's not yeah. uh, Yep, That's very common. Yep, exactly. But oh, there, there's yeah. even
1: guys out there on you know, all the social media sites, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and so on, where you can look that up, and you'll find some really what I call high-end professionals that specialize in doing those that, yes, there are fixes to those. It's aftermarket. There's some aftermarket parts and so on that they put in those transmissions to fix that. And then Ken just said as well, we need to make sure we don't, don't forget this. There is most likely also a software update that may help that as well that even somebody like Ken can do. Uh, You're up in Windsor. The guys in Boulder can do that for you as well. Uh, Legacy Automotive can do that also. In fact, uh, Brent, who's one of their managers, is floating around here. I just saw him a moment ago, so they could help you as well, David. So that may be the first thing to do is just make sure that all of the new software updates are in it before you do anything else. By the way, all the other transmission guys I just mentioned will do the same thing. They won't do any manual hardware upgrades on it until they've got the software where it needs to be.
2: Yep. Okay, that sounds like a first step, the, the first thing to do, Sure. All right.
1: And, well, and again, you. the guys at Legacy it. in Boulder, I know you're in Windsor, but the guys at Legacy could help you with that.
0: Yeah, okay, I'll give them a call.
1: Okay, all right, David, appreciate it very much. Again, we're at Worldwide Vintage Autos right now, uh, live remote broadcast. We've got about half an hour left of what we've got going on here. If we got questions that we need to get answered, please either text me or call us, 303 477 Five We'd love to chat with you, get answered whatever we can. I've got a couple of text messages that came in we'll try to get to as well. We'll be right back, though. Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
6: Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference.
4: At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better from the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa. Get the good stuff.
7: With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720 500 Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a three two one buy-down or refinance and pay less interest on your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. That's seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. And the MLS two nine eight one nine one regulated by DOOR.
1: Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over eighty thousand square feet All right, we are back, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley. Of course, my beautiful wife is with us today as well, along with all the folks in Worldwide Vintage Auto and have a lot of folks that have come by and said hi, which, again, those of you that have come and maybe are still uh, back in the car listening to us now, thank you, by the way, very much. It's been a pleasure to meet each and every one of you. It's always nice, Ken, to put listeners' names and voices with now their face. Yes, right. So in the future when they call in, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that person. So it's always nice to do that. So those of you that have come by and said hi, we – we do. This we appreciate great. it. We yeah. like being out here. It's been a great event today. There's been a lot of folks come through, and we have yeah. really thoroughly
3: enjoyed well, it. We've so. had the callers and stuff like that. Yep. That we've that you know, it's been like, awesome. Oh yeah, we talk to you all the time. has been uh, great. Yeah, exactly. Joe Jersey, what's up, sir? John, uh, you and
8: I—I I know we exchanged an email on the topic of a brake fluid replacement. Just a little background. So, uh, my right now, I'm driving a Kia Telluride, coming up on forty-eight thousand, and the guy says, "Oh, yeah, you got a—you're scheduled for a brake fluid replacement," and. I was a little puzzled because my prior five vehicles, prior to this Telluride, were all Dodge Durangos, Hemi's, all-wheel drive. Uh, Owned each one for approximately four years, put 100,000 miles on each one of those five Durangos. Uh, Plus, I had a Dodge Ram pickup V10 that I used as a tow vehicle for my horse trailer. Had that for 12 years. And to my knowledge, I never did a brake force replacement on either the 12-year-old Dodge Ram or any of the Durangos and never had a lick of trouble with the brakes. So, you know, tell me what is it, uh, what's the concern with changing brake fluid?
1: They, uh, all brake fluid, Uh, some of the later model, European and even some American cars now are using silicone fluid where it's not as big of a deal, but the typical brake fluid that even all the vehicles that you had, they... Uh, It absorbs moisture. Brake fluid naturally absorbs moisture condensation out of the air. It's not as bad here in Colorado as it is, say, where you are now in Jersey. It's really bad where you are because you have a lot more humidity. But it is something, even even when I had my facilities, Joe, if you had been my customer, with the vehicles that you were driving, with the miles that you had on them, you would have had brake fluid changed in my shop. So it, you, you had either a shop or somebody just not informing you correctly, because everything you were driving with those miles, I would have ha- I, every one of those would have had a brake fluid flushed on at least once.
3: Yeah, it would be you know, recommended I, every three to five years. Yeah, that's right. Here, I would that's say. right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm disappointed. And, and by the, the way, it's e- not that you'll have any kind of issues with right. the braking on the vehicle. It's over time yeah. you develop other problems with the brake system that you would not have if you do the proper maintenance on the fluid, i.e., Caliber you know issues, caliper issues, yeah, sticking uh, uh, uh cylinder, ma- yeah, everything from master cylinder,
3: wheel cylinders, etc., ABS component, uh, ABS valving, right, and stuff like that. Yeah. So
1: you may not have had huge issues, but. The next owner down the road may because you didn't do proper service on the vehicle when you owned it. That's more of the answer.
8: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because uh, I had used uh, for the first. I was in Colorado for 24 years. For the first 10 years, I used a, a respected uh, independent shop in Castle Rock, and then they went out of business. Uh, and then I went to a, a, a chain, uh, which is you. I'm not going to mention the name, but they've got four or five different. Uh, yeah, kind of a big you know, four or five different chains. The last name is Brothers. Yeah, Christian Brothers. You can say it. I don't care. I mean, they're not my
1: sponsor. I'll say it. I mean, and, and, again, the problem with a lot of the, just real quick, the chains, nothing against them, but are they, you know, hiring and employing the same type of technicians and even have the same guidance with those technicians that, say, Ken does in his shop, and the answer, Joe, is no, and it's nothing against Christian Brothers. They've got a great franchise model, owners of any kind, even you, Joe, not having any automotive background. If you wanted to buy a Christian Brothers, you come up with the money down, you buy it, they build a building for you, they've got a great franchise model where owners can make money. The problem is, no offense, but a lot of the owners themselves don't have the same background in the industry that, say, Ken and I do, and it's not that they're running a bad business, it's just that I don't know that they get into all of the the proper maintenance end of things, which is what we're talking about right now. And it's not to be critical, but they're just not doing it the way I would do it. Yeah,
8: yeah And you would think, uh, you know, I don't know what it's going to cost me, but you would think, given that it's a revenue-generating opportunity. Thank you. Sure. Thank you.
3: They'd, been, sure. they'd, Thank they'd, you.
8: Been, they'd yeah. have been and all over that.
3: That's right, uh, and typically it's not a it's not a costly no. thing. I mean, but what you save down the road is kind of that old pay me now, pay me later thing. And two, so with mo- excess moisture in your brake fluid, um, towing a trailer like you said you did, a horse trailers coming down the mountains, right. anytime you heat that stuff up, it's more. It, it won't, typically, you get a yeah. spongy pedal, spongy things along pedal, those lines, things right. like that. Right, exactly, because you're actually the moisture is actually causing it to boil. It's a buffer. You know, it's, Think yeah, of it. It's, the, the it's a buffer direct. in the fluid. Think yeah, of it that way. Right so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean,
1: you, you're an engineer. You would know far more, Joe, of what's even going on fluid-wise than, right. than I do. But the moisture contamination in the fluid is not a good thing. It creates rust and corrosion, and you know what water does inside of metal components. It's pretty simple. High temp and all that stuff along with it. Now, again, the silicone fluids that are in a lot of the later model vehicles now, it's not quite as critical, but it's still something that – and the other thing, too, that happens is there is wearability inside of the brake system, especially now when we've got ABS and small ports and valves and so on. It's probably more important now, Joe, to keep things serviced than it ever was just because of the abs system and what's happening there yeah. versus what used to be there say 10 years ago right
8: right and uh, roughly what do you what do you figure that should cost me one i'm, I'm gonna have it done I'm just
3: 150 bucks oh, yeah bucks. $125, okay. 150 yeah, yeah exactly now, not a big deal
8: I did yeah. some research and it was all over the map. You know, one one guy saying every two years, thirty thousand miles. Another guy saying every four years,
3: every fifty thousand miles. Yeah, I'm more so, of the
1: I'm more of the fifty k Yeah, and,
8: and
3: that's because we're here in Colorado. Yeah. Because a in lot your, of, in Jersey, yeah, and the manufacturers a lot of times the manufacturers recommend it every two years. Yeah. Especially in um, especially yeah, in high high up, you know yeah high, humidity, not high altitude but high humidity areas high humidity, like humidity, you're right, in exactly. yeah could be yeah. right.
8: Yeah, that's yeah. what the, uh, key is saying uh, on the Telluride—forty-eight uh, thousand miles or two or two years, whichever comes first. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, 50K, and knowing yeah. you
1: though, and where you park, and what you do, and so on, Joe, three years for you on average would probably be fine. Yeah.
3: Okay. If
1: you were my customer, I'd tell you. Even if I was in Jersey with a shop, I'd tell you three years.
3: Yeah. Knowing you, okay.
1: and, and again, right. this really quick. This comes down to folks, and I, I want to make sure I'm clear on this. This is why the the dealers and the The manufacturers have got it all wrong, in my opinion. There is not a point blank, this is what you do on every vehicle at this time. It comes down to the question, Joe, even we've just been talking about and me knowing you and what you are even as a person, a driver, how you maintain and handle things and so on. Every single maintenance schedule, I feel, needs to be tailored to the person you know the driver and the car there is no blanket statement made if you go to a forum and it just flat out says do this well they're wrong because right. they don't know you and the vehicle
3: exactly right. And, right. and and driving conditions and everything like that goes right along That's with right. that i mean like we we haven't had to replace a lot of air filters recently because it's been so humid that we don't get issue. a lot of dust we right. don't get we you know everything is subject to inspection you know, if yeah, it says replace the you. cabin filter. It's like, well, inspect you have it first. To inspect it. Yes. If it if it's dirty, replace yeah. it. If it's not, then you know. Well, Joe, for example,
1: it. with me when I had my shops being in Boulder and Fort Collins, I had customers that lived in the flatland farmland. I had customers that lived in the yeah. city. I had customers that lived up in the mountains, all the way up to the Continental Divide. And every one of those customers required yeah. different type of maintenance because each one of them was driving differently.
3: Right. Exactly.
1: And
8: by the way, on the topic of cabin air filters, is is the extra money for the carbon charcoal filter really worth it? Because I just put in this standard pleated filter.
1: I don't think so.
3: You know, I mean... I don't know if personally know right exactly. I don't have allergies. Uh, some people have allergies. I don't know if that makes any difference with allergies. Uh, so you you're know, fine I, with what you did, I would, Joe. I would say just throw okay. a regular filter yep. in it and call it good. Most cars don't even. Joe, you know, this I mean, goes back to you.
1: Them. You lived in the HVAC world forever. What would you tell somebody to do if they had a regular furnace filter?
8: Oh, I would say get a get a good quality pleated filter. You know, with a okay. with, with some sort of. You know, uh, wire wire yep. yeah. to keep yeah. it from okay. don't The don't same applies to
1: your car; it's yeah. no yeah. different. Don't,
8: yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't put one of those little fiberglass spun nope. fiberglass in you know, here. Right. Yeah. So, there you so go.
1: Yeah. So yeah. the same applies
3: to your car. And and there's all so right. many cars that don't even have cabin filters. That's that, true too. Know, a lot of trucks like don't. That. Yeah, a lot of trucks. Yeah, they don't manufacture them. That's them, right. So yeah,
1: be be glad you have one, by the way, especially where you are now. Yeah.
8: All right. Well, all my Durangos had one, and the Telluride has one, and when I took it out. Well, actually, I'm on my second change, but they were both pretty dirty. I, I did yeah. one at uh, did one at eighteen thousand and did another one at uh, thirty-six, and they were both sure. both, uh, Do. both ready for change. So, yep, good, definitely. good twenty bucks.
3: All right,
1: yeah.
8: All right, guys. Thanks. Always,
1: Joe. Appreciate you, man. Have a great one, Bye, and uh, stay safe. Uh, Bob, on your coolant. Hang tight. We'll come right back to your question. Got lines open 303-477-5600. One segment left. This is Drive Radio KLC five sixty.
4: At NAPA, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every NAPA part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 NAPA auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NAPAonline.com for a location nearest you. NAPA. Get the good stuff.
0: You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly. 87. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance.
4: Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day. The birth of a child. An oil change. Wait, what?
1: All right, we are back. Last segment, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. We are uh, live at Worldwide Vintage Autos, and we'll be here for just a little bit, so we'll be tearing some things down here in a moment as far as our booth and that goes. If you come by, we'll still be able to say hi, but uh, we're about ready to wrap things up. I've had a great day, by the way. Thanks to everybody that stopped by and said hi. We really appreciate it. Bob in Thornton, what's going on, Bob?
2: Hi, John. Before I give my problem, uh, the filters that they were talking about, you can – Double or triple or maybe quadruple the life of them. Uh, I've been doing this for years. Also, with the, uh, in my shop If you vacuum them off, rinse them off, and then reinstall them, they're trying for another cycle of them. Both air filters, can filters, shop Okay. Anyway, so I got, I I'm on my number hey, five. Hey, Bob.
1: Yeah, I know you're on Bluetooth in the car. I can barely hear you. Can you either jump over to a speakerphone or whatever you need to do? I can barely hear you. I'm sorry. I got half of what you just said. I think I got the gist of it, but yeah. I didn't hear well, that very well.
2: Well, I'm on speaker. Could I, I get off? There we go. Well, that's better. Yeah, that's, that's Whatever
1: bad. you just did is better.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, the problem I'm having with my 2020 uh, new trains, Chevy track. I've had five of these things. I'm in a, a 22 right now. It's brand new. Okay. But uh, I took your advice on my 2019 and put case seal in there because I had a small one. and it was a radiator leak. The radiator, the aluminum fins and the tent-
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Nintendo okay. leak. Okay. In 2021, I put the case in. It slowed it down, but then it got worse. And I put another case seal in and kept popping off with the cool, and now it's in 30 miles it empties the reservoir, and I can steam underneath the hood, and, um, but nothing's coming out the tailpipe, so I don't expect a gasket, otherwise I'd get vapor out, out of the tailpipe. Right.
1: Typically, I yes.
2: Yeah. I don't have on my garage floor but I see the steam coming up from, or a vapor coming up from under of the hood. So they've the leak somewhere under the, there's 127,000
1: miles. Okay, 127, and it's a Chevy Trax, right, 2019? Yeah,
2: 140. Okay. Oh. okay, yeah. Hey,
1: Ken, yes, your those, department.
3: Those are real common for leaking around the thermostat housings and the water neck housing on the opposite side of the head. Those are real common for leaks there. And a lot of times they'll just be seepage. So if you look down on where the engine and the transmission bolt up, uh, a lot of times they'll be pooling on the transmission that you can see. And then on the belt side of the engine, you can look and kind of upper, upper side anywhere where the hose attaches onto that housing, those are real common to seep there also, and it's more seepage. So as you're driving down the road, it's probably dripping because you've got more pressure. As you stop, it just more is just you know it loses a little pressure, so it's not dripping necessarily yeah. as you're driving. Yeah, I'm so not. using the... any
2: spots, for them. but uh, when I saw that uh, vapor coming up from under the hood, I thought maybe yeah. it was leaking, causing that. But I don't think yeah. it's the head. Because I'm not taking anything out of the
3: tailpipe. Right, yeah, and you would have a roughness and typically a check engine light with a misfire and stuff like that too. Although
1: slight leaks in the combustion chamber nowadays with the emission systems we have and the catalytic converters and so on, you may not see any vapor. I just will warn you there because you may not.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you almost need to do a carbon monoxide test on the coolant. To know for sure right. whether or not you've got a you know an internal leak or not, Bob.
2: Yeah. Oh, it leaks back and forth.
3: Yeah. Well, and so yeah, if the case seal didn't seal it up, more than likely it's a straight leak. You know, it's it's yeah. it's leaking out of those those plastic components, and you know they're usually good for thirty to forty thousand miles, and even after replacement, they'll leak again after thirty or forty thousand miles, typically.
2: Yeah, it. Uh, but my suspicion was that something was leaking onto a hot engine and causing that thing. Could be, right? Yeah, exactly. it could be.
1: Makes sense. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that.
3: There are some, and you know, typically, like if some of the cooler hoses and stuff like that are leaking, it'll. You yeah. know, you'll see it. You'll see it drip underneath. But obviously, you're not seeing that. So, yeah, it's hard to say. But those are real common for coolant issues.
2: Yeah, I've I heard. Okay.
3: Well, thanks. You answered. All right. Well, All right. Great. I do appreciate thanks, it. Bob. Appreciate it very
1: much. T- take care. And really quick, I want to just make sure. I think I heard what Bob said. I just want to make sure that I clarify a couple of things. When it comes to cabin air filters, you know, knock your socks off. If you want to try to wash one out, put it back in. I don't see a huge issue there. I would not. And I want to make sure I correct this because I, I don't want to. I don't want to be you know caught down the road you know giving out any kind of bad advice. I would never in my entire life wash the element for your air filter for your engine. Not unless it's a K&N or one of the washable, cleanable element type filters. Bob, not to disagree, but I'm going to have to disagree. I I just, especially when you make a blanket statement and you have some guy at home with his garden hose or the faucet or whatever washing out, no, you could end up with damaged membrane and other issues, and if you're not washing it even in the correct manner as far as the flow, in other words, uh, you would want to, if you did wash, which I would never recommend, you'd want to go from the inside back to the out so that you're pushing everything back out where it came from, not the opposite direction, but most paper element filters are not high enough quality to where I would recommend washing them out. Now, Bob, if you've had good luck doing it, that's your, that's your prerogative. I will tell you in the sweeping world, which I'm a part of, we get a lot of dust. Air filtration for me and a lot of my equipment is a big deal. And I will tell you that, yes, I do have some very expensive uh, air elements that we clean but they're done professionally it's almost like dry cleaning them i don't know any other way to say it but there's a professional way to clean high-end paper element filters i mean like donaldson and some of the high-end filters that are out there and yes there are companies out there that will in a sense dry clean it's still a wet solution but it's a dry cleaning type solution they clean these elements with it is not soap and water and, yes, I do do that on some of our equipment because, in the end, it's cheaper than buying a 200 and some dollar air filter, which is what some of my high-end sure. filters will cost for some of the diesel engines and things we have. So, yes, there is the ability on some type of elements. And even then, they will only clean certain types of elements because they know that, depending upon the element, they may damage it yeah. in even cleaning it with what I just said, which tells me... <laughs> Sorry, Bob. No, I would never clean an air filter in an engine of any kind, nor would I make a blanket statement of that, because I personally would get in probably a lot of trouble telling regular Joe, you know, homeowner to clean the element, the air filter uh, and if you ended up not getting it dry or you didn't take care of it correctly or whatever the case may be, you end up with all sorts of other issues that frankly I just, I cannot be responsible for. Somebody also texted, in, is a 1995 Buick LeSabre considered a vintage car? In the case of worldwide vintage auto, yes, that would be a car they would look at helping you sell because that's not typically a car you're going to go trade in and do something with. So yes, in that particular case the 95 LeSabre would be considered that. Steven Centennial, you'll be our last call. Go for it, sir.
7: Well, I've got a 2012 Honda Pilot,
2: and uh, the brakes chatter pretty badly. And I took it into the dealer, and they did a brake job and turned the raider, rotors. Wrong. And within about, As first,
1: that was the first mistake?
2: Yeah. Well, within about six or 700 miles, it started chattering again. Not surprised. Yep. And I wonder if it's the calipers or the. No. Nah. What, what might be going on?
3: Yeah, the rotors are, the rotors they just are need too to thin. be replaced. Yeah.
1: They and, and, and it's a misconception. Everybody thinks rotors get warped. They don't get warped. They develop hot spots like a clutch face would on either a pressure plate or the flywheel itself and that's really the way to think about what happens to brake rotors. They develop hot spots the pad is hitting the hot spot it's a harder surface than the rest of the rotor that's what causes the chattering when they're too thin they don't dissipate the heat well enough that's where that hot spot can be developed more quickly and why in the world a dealership in this day and age Steve would turn rotors right. on a car is beyond me. It's the number one no-no right. on modern cars. Especially Yeah. Wow. Okay. yeah exactly. so just, I don't know yeah. why they did that they should you need to go back and tell them listen i've talked to these guys you can use my name if you want i could care less tell them what i said those should have had rotors put in they need to refund you the difference between what they did to turn rotors and put new rotors on it and put new pads back on the new rotors and warranty that out for you yeah okay so new rotors that's the answer it needs new rotors
3: yeah even though but it needs new pads what? on the new rotors don't use and, the old pads right and did they did they do fronts and rears yes or no just yeah. fronts right just okay. Front. Then okay. just do that. When and hopefully the 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 shake is coming from just the, the front, front yeah. not the rear. Feet. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because, yeah, it's well, kind of hard to. For some of these people to figure out, I don't understand, Steve, why a modern
1: a shop, shop, but especially a dealership would do that.
3: Because they they're just not they're just not manufactured. the The rotors wear a lot, just like the brake pads do anymore, and And they're
1: thinner to begin with because they're lightening things up. Because rotating mass costs fuel economy, so they're making the rotating mass as thin and as lightweight as they can, Steve.
3: Yeah,
2: it's. Well, thanks a lot for the thanks for the. You're very welcome. Guys,
1: You're I'm very welcome. Thank you for that. And by the way, folks, that's also why you see most modern cars now have aluminum wheels instead of steel wheels. It's not because they like the look. It's because they know they can save money or save weight, I should say, with an aluminum wheel versus a steel wheel counterpart. It's the same reason why we're doing things like that. No hub caps, et cetera, etc., etc. They're, they're trimming the weight off this rotating mass as much as they can.
3: All right, guys, with that, we're
1: going to get out of here. Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive. Give your number out real quick.
3: Yeah, number is 303 364, 364.
1: Appreciate it very much. Again, have a great day today at Worldwide Vintage Autos. Find them on our website and all of our folks, including Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive. You can go to drive-radio.com and find all of our sponsors there. And we appreciate it. Sportsman of Colorado coming up next. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
0: Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments.